return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Isaac, I appreciate you. Appreciate your heart for Jesus and uh, your love for the Lord. Wonderful family with Hilda and your kids and so forth. So let's welcome Isaac, all right, as he comes to share here tonight. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Shall we bless our heads for a word of prayer? Thank you, Jesus. So, Heavenly Father, we give you glory and give you praise for yes. tonight. Yes, yes. We thank you for counting us worthy, O Lord, yes. that we are part of the living it is your goodness, it is your mercy, it is your grace yeah. that has found us, and we yeah. are grateful. Thank you. And much more importantly, we are grateful for coming into your presence. Yes. We know that you are going to bless us even before we leave. Yes. We pray that speak to your people and let Thank their lives you. not be the same again. Minister through me, and the name, your name alone will be glorified at the end of the day. Yes. We bless you in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So Amen. I, I thank God so much for today. I'm very grateful to him for my life and for my family and for the Tabernacle family. We give God the glory. Pastor Dave and Mama Jeannie, God richly bless you for this wonderful platform to to share the word of God. It's it's, it's always an honor to minister the word of God and I'm very grateful for all this opportunity. So tonight, God wants to bless us in a special way and Today's message is titled, You Are Marked for Greatness. Amen. You Are Marked for Greatness. So take it from 2 Kings chapter Amen. 5, Mark verse 11 to 12. Yes. Okay, so it says, Are not the Abana and the Fapa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. Amen. So we'll shelve this message and then we'll continue. So when you read the book of Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 to 15, Bible makes us to understand who the enemy was, who Satan was. Bible says that he was Lucifer and he was a very powerful and beautiful angel. And Bible says that because of pride, he wanted to ascend, you know, the throne of God. He wanted to be like the almighty God. And because of that, the Bible said that there was war in heaven, and together with his rebellion, angels were held down to the earth. And the Bible said that he lost his position. Now, ever since the enemy lost this position of his, he has made we humans, the children of God, his targets. Yeah. Only because when you fast forward in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that looking at all the creations of God, God actually honored man. God respected man. God yeah you know, give preference and premium to man. Because the Bible said that he created man in his own image and likeness. And he he gave man dominion and authority, and he blessed man, such that man even could name animals, and God will accept it. Hallelujah. And that was the level God had actually lifted man to. And the enemy found his way into the Garden of Eden, 
and through words of deceit, he wanted man to lose this position that God had given to him. Yeah. But thanks be to God that the devil is myopic. Yeah. He's not far-sighted. Amen. God is omnipotent and God knows all things. Amen. God had a better plan for man. Hallelujah. And this redemptive plan that God actually had for man was through Christ Jesus. Yep. So the Bible said that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who was crucified. And by virtue of his death on the cross, the Bible said that he made a public spectacle of principalities, of powers, yep. of all dominions. Yes. And he, 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 he reconciled us back to God. Hallelujah. Yes. So, so God still loves us and God has that plan for us. Yes. So what the enemy is doing is that the enemy is still on a mission. And his mission is that he wants to hinder the people of God from this great salvation. Yeah, yeah. Another thing the enemy is trying to do is that he wants to hinder people for, for, from living for God. And also he wants to deprive people from walking in their liberty and freedom in Christ Jesus. So when you read the book of First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says that we should be sober and vigilant because our adversary, the devil, he is moving about walking like a lion, seeking someone to devour. So we should gather faith and resist him. Hallelujah. Amen. So what he's trying to do is that he's using all strategies to deprive us of the honor that God has given to us. Yep. And one of the key strategies of the enemy is accusations. So when you read the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 10, Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. So when Bible talks about the fact that he was held down to the earth, Bible was saying that the earth woe unto the earth because the accuser of the brethren yep. has been held down unto us. And what he does is that he stands day in and day out before God and accuses man before God. So when you read the book of Job, it talks about the fact that when the children of God gathered, the enemy also came. And all he wanted to do was that he wanted to tell God that the blessings that Job has is what is keeping him close to God. And that is the strategy of the enemy. So he does not want us to receive the gift of grace from God. He wants us to be deprived of that grace. So he accuses us. And one other thing he does is that not only does he accuse us before God, but he also personally accuses us through our minds and then through our hearts. So what happens is that he plays games with our minds, he plays games with our hearts, and all that he tries to do is that he wants to make reference to the past. So you'll be there and the enemy will tell you about your flaws, your weaknesses, and your frailties just to condemn you and sidetrack you. And, and, and sometimes we, we fall prey to this and we forget the word of God in Romans chapter 8 verse 1 that says that there is no condemnation Amen. to any man who is in Christ Amen. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and when he accuses us in that way, he also presents our unpleasant circumstances we face. He just pushes it to our face. Yeah. And he tells us that this sickness that you are facing, this debt crisis that you are facing, this unemployment situation, this relationship problem, your marital issues, and everything that is going so wrong in your life is God. Yeah. That is what the enemy does. Sure. And this is one of the greatest strategies strategy the enemy is using against the people of God. Yeah. But, but so, so many people become so hard on themselves. Many people feel like God has rejected them. Many people feel like God doesn't love them anymore because of this strategy of the enemy. Yeah. And because of that, if you don't take care, your faith is weakened. Yeah. And once your faith is weakened, you begin to doubt God. Yeah. And you begin to doubt His promises. Uh-huh. Bible says in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, that the promises of God in Him are yea, amen. and in Him are amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are listening to me anywhere you are, I want to promise you that the promise of God for your life still stands. It doesn't matter the accusations of the enemy. It doesn't matter the strategy the enemy is using 
God has so marked you for greatness. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and when it happens that way, you begin to fear. And anytime you give way to fear, you give way for the enemy to operate. Because fear is a spirit. And Bible makes us to understand that he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Hallelujah. And sometimes he also comes so hard on us. And he comes so hard and he begins to whisper negatives into your ear. He begins to tell you that you are not beautiful enough. He begins to tell you that you don't measure up enough. He begins to tell you that you are not intelligent enough. He begins to punch you on the hard line. But you see, you become so much of somebody with so low self-esteem. And, and sometimes people even have um, tendencies of committing suicide. Just because of the strategy the enemy is using. Yep. And people are depressed. Yep. But Bible says that the enemy is a liar. Amen. When you read the book of John chapter 8 verse 44, Bible said that he was a murderer from the beginning. Yep. He does not stand in the truth. He is a liar and the father of all lies. So these are the strategies and these are the ammunitions the enemy is using against us just to deprive us from that greatness that the Lord has given to us. I want to share a story about what the enemy wanted to do to me. I remember some time back when I was young, I lost my oldest brother and I was very young at the time, 10 years old. And growing up, I had so much fear in me. What the devil was telling me was that I was also going to die and and even though I was a child of God and all that, he kept on pushing that in my ear. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to be just like your brother. Wow. It was something I didn't tell my parents, but I kept it within me and always praying to God to help me out. Yeah. So it, it got so much into me to the point that when I was in junior high, sometimes when I even sleep and, you know, I'm about to wake up, I even struggle to breathe. And I'll struggle for a couple of minutes before I get my breath back. And this continued for some time until I got to senior high school. And I was in SU Scripture Union. I was doing the things of God, but I still had that fear tormenting me. Until one day we had a program at Scripture Union. A very powerful man of God came to minister the word of God and came to tell us who we are in Christ Jesus. And as he was ministering the word of God and as he was telling, telling us about the word of God, he entered into the prophetic and he just pinpointed me at where I was sitting. And he just told me that God is telling him that I am so full of fear and I think I'm going to die. But God is saying that he has given me life. And I'm not going to die, but I'm going to live to fulfill his word in my life. Hallelujah. And because I received the word of God and I held on to the word of God, that cycle of fear was broken. Tonight, anywhere you are, anywhere you are listening to me, I don't know what the enemy is telling you. I don't know what the enemy is whispering into your ears. I don't know the accusations of the enemy. Maybe you are failing or you are having suicidal tendencies. Maybe you, are, you, you think of giving up. You are, thinking of, you, are, you are thinking of giving up and you feel not so good enough. I want to tell you that God is powerful enough and he has marked you for greatness. Amen. And the word of God stands for sure. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is what the enemy does. Yes. So when he uses all these strategies, he gets into us. Mm-hmm. He breaks us down and he breaks our faith. Yeah. And, and fear cripples in. And that we are not able to become what God wants us to be. I picked this scripture in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 11 to 12. It may seem very unorthodox, but God gave me some insight into this scripture. You know, this scripture talks about Naaman, who was an army commander in Syria. And when you read the scripture very well from the verse 1, Bible says that he was a man of valor. And Bible said that God through him won a lot of battles and victories for the king of Syria. 
But after, you know, God, the Bible mentions all these wonderful accolades and just ended by saying, but he had leprosy. Yeah. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter. Sometimes, you know, as a child of God, you feel that God has been so, so good to you. Things are going so well for you. Things are, you know, awesome. But sometimes there may be a very particular issue you are battling with. Tonight I want to tell you that God is still in the miracle working business. Hallelujah. So he needed to be healed of his leprosy. But thanks be to God that there was this Israeli young lady who stayed in their home. And Bible says that he told the wife of Naaman that there is a prophet in the land of Israel. And this prophet is a prophet of God. He has solution to your problems. It is my prayer that God leads you to somebody who will point you to your solution. Hallelujah. And the only solution can be found in Christ Jesus. So Bible says that they, he, came, he came to Israel and Bible said that he came to Elisha, the prophet. And when he came, he knocked at the door and in his mind, what he was expecting was that the prophet will come out, you know, because he's a big man from another country and he would give him a seat. And when he read scriptures very well, he was expecting that the man of God would lay his hand over his leprosy and heal him by virtue of prayers. So when you read scripture, it says that I was thinking he would put his hand on me and wave his hand on me and pray for me. But Elisha did something. He just told the servant that I don't want to see this man. Tell him to go to the Jordan and dip himself seven times in the Jordan and he shall be made whole. And when Naaman heard of this, he was so furious and so angry. First of all, he felt that he was not respected as a dignitary and as a big man from another place coming to visit the man of God. He was expecting a better courtesy. But that is not the way of God. So he said that he was angry and he was furious. And he made a statement. And the statement he made was out of anger and out of pride. And I believe that anything that comes out of anger and pride is not of God. Yeah, so he said that, what is he trying to tell me? Does it mean, does it mean that Abana and Fapa, these water bodies that are found in Syria, aren't they far better than the water the, all the waters in Israel. Yeah. Why does he command me to go to Jordan and dip myself in Jordan for healing? It sounded not so good. Right. It sounded not so right. But that was the command of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. You see, I look at this from the perspective of what the enemy tells us. Yeah. And if I am supposed to personify Jordan and the waters of Israel vis-a-vis Abana and Fapa, I would say that that is the voice of the enemy. Anytime the enemy speaks, he wants to write down the people of God. Right. Anytime the enemy talks, he wants to, you know, put the people of God down. Yeah. So when you look at it very well, you realize that I was trying to look at history and geography. And I realized that Abana and Fapa were wonderful water bodies. When you look at history very well, you know, it, it talks about the fact that these waters flowed from Mount, Mount Hemon. And, and, and waters that flows from the mountains are fresher. Waters that flows from the mountain are tastier. Waters that flows from the mountains are cleaner. And, and another thing that, 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 that we realize from this Abana and Fapa is that Syria is a desert. But at the time, Syria blossomed so much in vegetation and everything that happened was attributed to these water bodies. It made Syria and Damascus, Damascus which was the capital of Syria, a wonderful place. Full of flowers and full of vegetations. And another thing we also, I also saw from history was that people go, went there to Abana and Fapa to fetch water from the place. And prominent men connected chan- canals to their homes and they supplied them with water. So economically, 
Abana and Fapa were well positioned. Economically, they looked better than the waters of Israel. The waters of Israel were waters that were low-lying waters. They were not fresh. They were not so clean. Those waters did not have any reputations. But the interesting thing was that God had a purpose for Jordan. Hallelujah. Tonight, what am I trying to point out? I want to tell you that irrespective of what the enemy is saying about you, irrespective of the accusations the enemy keeps on hammering into your head, irrespective of what the devil is saying concerning your life, that you are not worthy enough, that you are not intelligent enough, that you cannot make it, that, 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 that God's plan for your life is finished. Tonight, I want to tell you that God has a plan for you. Because Jordan had no reputation, but God had a purpose for it. The healing of Naaman was deposited in Jordan. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to tell you that there is something great in you. You are marked for greatness. It doesn't matter how things look now. It doesn't matter how people look at you now. It doesn't matter the fears you are entertaining because of what the enemy is saying concerning your life. You are marked for greatness. Jordan had no reputation, but it carried therapeutic properties. It carried healing tendencies, and it only comes from God. So anywhere you are, anywhere you are listening to me, I want to tell you that Romans chapter 1 verse 27, the Bible says that he takes and he chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So don't listen to the accusations of the enemy. Don't listen to what the devil is telling you. Which report do you believe in? It is the report of God. Hallelujah. One other thing I realized from Jordan, when you read the book of Jeremiah chapter 12 verse 5, Bible talks about Jeremiah wanted to give up in the ministry. And, and God wanted to rekindle his faith. God wanted to stir him up again. And God was trying to tell him that you have, you have wrestled with footmen and they have worried you. How can you contend with horsemen? He says that in the time of peace, you failed. Then how would you be able to withstand the flood plains of Jordan? When you read other scriptures, the Bible talks about the swellings of Jordan. And when you read the book of Jeremiah, when you read the book of Jeremiah 49 verse 19, it, it makes us understand what happens at the Jordan. Now when you look at history and when you look at the word of God, what happens is that the river Jordan is surrounded by tickets. It is surrounded by forests, you know, a ticket. And in that ticket, we have so many wild animals that you can never think of. And during the rainy season or during the spring season, the, the, the floods of Jordan overflows such that it moves into the thickets and the forest and it drives away all the wild animals into the vicinity such that it becomes an insecure place to go to. So Jordan is actually an insecure place. It is a place of insecurity. But you see, when you read the word of God in the book of John chapter 10 verse 39, Bible said that during, during the ministration of Jesus Christ, he said that he is the son of God. And when he said that the Jews were so angry and they wanted to lay hold on, on him and catch him. And Bible said that he escaped from their hands and found himself at nowhere than at the Jordan. Yeah. What am I trying to say? It doesn't matter how insecure you think you are. It doesn't matter the things that are looming, around, looming in your life. It doesn't matter the issues that are arising in your life. That makes you feel so much insecure. Yeah. I want to tell you that Jesus will come to you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Jesus has a place, for, for a place in your life. Jesus, yes. Jesus cho- didn't choose any mountain. Jesus didn't choose any place that is respected by men, but the place that people think it was insecure, the place where nobody wanted to go, that was the Jordan, that was where he found refuge. It doesn't matter your past that the enemy is using against you. It doesn't matter how you messed up, such that the enemy is telling you that you are not capable enough. Bible says that Jesus Christ came for us. 
and he is coming into your life. Anywhere you are, I want to tell you that even if you are Jordan, Jesus prefers to be with you. It doesn't matter what people are saying. You You are precious in the sight of God. Hallelujah. And when you read the book of Matthew chapter 3 verse 13, Bible says that it was time for Jesus to be baptized. The greatest man on earth. The, 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 the most honorable man on earth. The, 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 the king of kings. The lord of lords. Yes. You know, the alpha and the omega. Yeah. He, was, he was to be commissioned into ministry. Yeah. And he came out of no place than Jordan. Yeah. It, it means that you are so much valuable to God and he has a great plan for your life. Amen. He, 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 he has marked you for greatness. He has marked you for something wonderful. It doesn't matter how you are thrown down. It doesn't matter how you are looked down upon. It doesn't matter the things the enemy is throwing at you. You are marked for greatness. Because the greatest man on earth came into ministry and was commissioned through the Jordan. Out of you shall come greatness. Hallelujah. You You are marked for signs and wonders. He did not choose Abana and Fapa. He did not choose the the, the best place to get baptized, to be commissioned. But he chose the despised place. It doesn't matter how despised you are. Tonight, I want to give you a word of encouragement Amen. that you are marked for greatness. It doesn't, matter where, it doesn't matter whether in your workplace no, everybody looks down upon you. It doesn't matter whether in your school everybody looks down upon you. It doesn't matter whether your family you are disregarded. Yeah. God has a plan for you. Amen. And out of you shall come greatness. Yes. Because the greatest man on earth was commissioned through the Jordan. Yes. Hallelujah. And, and, and when, when, you, when you continue looking at the Jordan story, it, it inspires me so much and it it gives me so much confidence in the Lord that no matter where I am, no matter the situation I find myself in, God has a plan for me. Yes. The children of God wandered through the wilderness. Yeah. And, and, and when, you, when you read scriptures very well, they, 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 they are, their purpose was to get to the promised land. Yeah. And after wandering for so many years, Bible said that a time came they were supposed to transition yeah. into the promised land. Yeah. And when you read the word of God in the book of Joshua chapter 4, the verse, Joshua chapter 4, Joshua chapter 3 also talks about it. It talks about the fact that, and when the people of God were ready to move into the promised land, they had to pass through the Jordan. Hallelujah. God has connected destinies into you, into, onto you. Hallelujah. God wants to raise people through you. Bible said that they, they walked through the Jordan. And, and when they got there, God gave a command to Joshua. He said that let the priests carry the ark of God. Yep. He said that let them step, you know, put their feet in the Jordan and the Jordan shall part. Yep. And then the people of Israel can pass over. Yes. And they shall move to the, plant, the, 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 the promised land. Hallelujah. And Bible says that when they, are going, when they were going, God gave them a command that each tribe, 12 people from each of the 12 tribes of Israel should gather, should pick stones from the Jordan. And then he said that in, the, in, the, in Joshua chapter 4, verse 4 to 7, he said that, why are we picking these stones? And God said that, and when you pick these stones and you take them to the promised land and your children ask you about it, refer them to the Jordan. Amen. Tell them about the miraculous hand of God at the Jordan. Yes. And what God is just trying to tell us is that he's, he's using you as a channel to lead people to their destinies. Amen. He's using you as a channel to, to, to guide people to where God has, you know, purported their plan to be. God has planned them to be. He's, he, he has a plan. He has a plan for your life. And he has marked you for greatness. Amen. You know, they did not go through Abana and Fapa. Yeah. They did not go through any other place yeah. than the despised Jordan. Yeah. 
than the rebuked Jordan, than the Jordan that nobody you know, expected any great thing to come out from. Yeah. God used it as a channel for them to move from the wilderness to their promised land. Nations shall call you blessed. Hallelujah. I believe that when the children of God saw these stones and they remember that testimony at Jordan, they begin to give glory and honor to God. God has linked posterity to your life. Greatness is your portion. He has, he has, he has marked you for excellence. He has marked you for great things. People shall look back and remember the good things God has done in your life. Hallelujah. People shall look back and look at you and, and, and see the great things that you have done by the hand of God. So, it doesn't matter what the enemy is whispering. And it doesn't matter what the enemy is saying. It doesn't matter what is looming in your life. It doesn't matter the challenges you are facing. It doesn't matter what the enemy sees in you. What God sees in you is what we hold, we, we hold on to. Hallelujah. Amen. We only hold on to what God sees in us. Amen. So, anywhere you are, whether you are watching me, whether you are here, I just want to tell you that God has marked you for greatness. Amen. God has a plan for your life. Yeah. Just hold on to the word of God. Don't allow the fears and the intimidations of the enemy to you know, take control over your life. Don't allow the reports the enemy is giving concerning your life to weigh you down. Amen. He's saying that tonight, he's just telling us that he has marked us for greatness. Amen. And irrespective of the despise, irrespective of the challenges, he has something great for our lives. Amen. So hold on to the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Resist the enemy when he speaks failure into your head. Yes. Resist him when he whispers sickness into your head. Resist him when he speaks anything negative, anything that is contrary to the word of Amen. God. And just hold on to the word of God Thank that you are marked for greatness. Yes. Even Jordan the despised yes. became an asset for the people of God. Amen. Tonight you are an asset. Amen. You are not a failure. You are not a liability. Yes. God has a purpose for you. Tonight, this is the word of encouragement God wants me to give to you in a time like this. That no matter what is looming, no matter what is happening, you are marked for greatness. So the son of God, who is the greatest man on earth, was commissioned through the Jordan. It means greatness can come out of you. Jordan, which was an insecure place, was a safe place for the son of God. It means that it doesn't matter even your past sins. It doesn't even matter the things that people are saying. Jesus still loves you. And he's ready to come into your life and he's ready to do great things through you. Let us just hold on into the word of God. And I believe that any word he has said concerning our lives shall surely come to pass. Tonight may the Lord bless us. Tonight may the Lord shine his face towards us. Tonight may the Lord be gracious unto us. And may every word he has said concerning our lives come to pass. And when the enemy says that is anything, we we are good for nothing. God says that we are are valuable in his sight and we are marked for greatness. May the Lord bless us for his word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.